Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind's General Manager, David McDerris, we discuss the latest on renewable energy. Check out our additional educational information on our website at mwands.com. Thank you for downloading this podcast, and please subscribe. Thanks for joining us again. We're working our way through the wind turbine. And on our podcast, we talked about, excuse me, on our previous podcast, we were talking about getting over to rectification. So we made it down the back of the turbine. We made it through our brake switch. And David and I made it all the way down to the rectifier. Now we're going to talk about getting into our charge controller. So what's what's the main purpose, David, of the magical, mystical charge controller? Charge control mainly and, and really only purpose is is to make sure the batteries are protected. And that's a great, <laughs> because as, as we know, and we've talked about batteries before, batteries before, batteries before, it is by far and away the most expensive part of right. the yeah. configuration. Yeah. And the most volatile part. I mean, you know, you, you overcharge a battery. Some of our customers may have, may have done it before. Overcharge a battery to the point that it, that there's a failure. It's not a pretty sight. I mean, it, it's very scary deal. So it is a, it is uh, a YouTubeable video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be in that YouTube video, <laughs> but there's so many different nomenclature and keywords and buzzwords about the charge controllers. And I know I, I makes my head swim around here, which isn't a big feat, but, but when we talk about MPPT versus, is it PWM? PWM and then we bulk. bulk. I know, I know MPPT is the, is the nicer one. That's the Cadillac. And then, then PWM is the Chevrolet. Oh, I kind of love you. <laughs> and then bulk is get her done yeah. sort of thing. It's the old Pinto. And I know that we talk about MPPT is referred to as a lot of the time is, well, if you do that, you're going to have to use MPPT. So, so you tell me what <laughs> re- reasons to use MPPT. First reason, number one reason they get used is because somebody's wanting to come in with a higher nominal voltage input than the battery bank. Okay, you say nominal, nominal. voltage, like I know what that means. Nominal, what's, nominal voltage just what's means that versus just voltage. Nominal voltage means voltage that you and I understand. Nominal voltage. That's, <laughs> that's, that's going to be two very different right. things. No, it's just, it's, what I understand it's, what it's layman terms. If I told you, hey, Wes, your your car battery is a 12 volt. Okay. And you're, you say, yes, okay, it's 12 volt. Well, that's Wes, really 14, 14 right? I it's, mean, it's, if it's not under load, it's about 12.7. Right. If it's under charging load, it's about right at 14. Right. So when we talk about solar panels and we talk about wind turbines well i can't have a 12 volt okay. wind turbine and charge a 12 over, volt battery right. because it's never, it's never right. so right. i have right. to have right. something okay, so so I, that's, that's all i mean by nominal it, it you, is you use the example i think in the couple of podcasts back is if you had two 50 gallon barrels of water side right. by side with right. a pipe between them it's never gonna yeah they're never gonna equalize it yeah the if i have 10 gallons in this one and 10 gallons in this one it's going to be equal it's all the time i mean it's never going to do anything but if i put 30 in this one and 10 in this one it's going to eventually it's going to get to 20 
both are going to get to 20. So Always always plumbing with electricity. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's it's the easiest way to, I mean, water is it because a lot of people have done water experiments yes. and it's very easy to, okay. to, to relate. So so back up and, and go again from. So so if I have MPPT a MPPT a, and I have a, and I have a 48 volt, like we talked about in the last podcast, a 48 volt wind turbine, but I want to go to a 24 volt bank. And the reason maybe I do that, right, is because if I put a 48 volt wind turbine, I may have lower wind speeds or I may be a lot farther away from the home. Okay. Okay. So I want to be at a very, very low amperage, but I want to have, but I want higher voltage. So remember that voltage travels very easy. So I come in with a very high voltage turbine and then I just let it at the MPPT. I let that algorithm take it over and charge that 24 volt bank. So I ha- I have plenty of voltage coming and that's where the magic happens that it changes it to the amperage right. that it needs. What are we what are we talking about price to a just if I stepped it down. So an MPPT is going to be $1000, a, a PWM is going to be a what dollars and a bulk is going to be what dollars. Okay, so in wind turbines let's just say the 1000. So 1300 and then it's going to be or thousand five hundred three hundred. Okay. So it is a there's a significant dollar difference. Yes. In in that. Okay. It there is a significant, but there's significant value in what you're getting. You're getting the premium product. Can you pretty much then do whatever you want to with MPPT? Pretty much. So if you much. had if you had a forty eight volt wind turbine and you wanted to step it down to twelve. Yes. Okay. Yep. And we definitely do that. The only thing on MPPT cannot do is step up. It does not know how to step up voltage. So I couldn't go from a 12 volt turbine to a 48 volt. It doesn't know how to step up. It only knows how to step down. Okay. So, so we get to, we go from the rectifier, we're hitting our, our charge controller and whether it is MPPT, PWM. Now what's the difference between MPPT and PWM? MPPT, MPPT, maximum maximum power power point point. tracking. So it's basically, it's, it's, it's using the, the power that it's getting to the most optimal use. So it can Every do... Every little trickle, it's right. figuring out what to do with it's it. It's figuring out, does I need to go in at a really slow rate of charge into the battery, or do I need to f- open the floodgates and let it go? Or so, do I need to dump? Or do I need to dump it? Or, or do I just need to stop the power of what, you know, totally? I mean... How, well, hold on. So how does it... It can go into rest mode. It can just go ahead and stop. How could it do that without dumping? The controller itself can stop giving power. The turbine, though, will not... And so what would happen in that situation if you didn't have a dump load, that's why you just can't buy an MPPT and hook wind into it and let it go. Because the reason why is because your turbine will will lose the load. And so we they go into free spin. Go into free spin mode. And you know, let's say it's a forty mile an hour wind day out there. Well then how do we tell we'll it to, the bearings. how do we tell it to go to dump? So in the MPPT, it's gonna have an auxiliary, what they call an auxiliary. And that auxiliary is going to, you're going to program it and an M, use an MPPT in a, in a wind situation. you got to set a wind curve. It's a programmable deal. You have to program your wind curve, your specific wind curve into this. It's a 16 point power grid curve. And then at that, anything over that, it's going to tell it to dump power back through the resistance. And basically what it does is it just starts putting really more than, than anything. What it just starts doing is it starts putting a lot of, extra load on the turbine and with that it can slow down that voltage 
to keep it down and level and going into the battery bank. Well, so to. is it is automatic braking it? Basically, that's exactly what you're doing with the MPPT auxiliary and, and then like a, our VRD, our voltage reducing device, I mean, the VRD. That's exactly what it's doing. It's just overloading the turbine, putting so much load on it that it can't, it, it's, it's like having the horse out with a cart and he's, and he's fired up, ready to go. And I just keep putting weight on to the, to the point that he just can't move any faster because I've just overloaded him. You know, I've just put so much weight that he can't move any faster, you know, and that's all we're doing with the turbine is we're just putting more and more load on it. Gradually as it, as, as it tries to ramp up higher, we just put more and more load on the, on the overall system. And that happens, you know, uh, there again, this is really only applicable in, in higher wind days, you know, those days that are 45 mile an hour and plus, you know, but I need that protection. So when it happens, because an MPPT controller, unlike a bolt controller can only accept up to 150 volt input. And then after that, it will destroy the controller. Okay. So if you get real windy, it just burns up. It just burns up the controller. And then you're really in trouble because now, 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 now did you burn that up. Yeah. Now you're in free now, spin. Now you're in free spin. Now your, your, your turbine's going to uh, suffer. In suffer the worst day damage. possible, yeah. it's going into free spin. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The worst time it could ever go into free spin, that's when it's in free spin, you know? So it's just, you know, it, and it's irreversible damage. You know, what happens is not to say that it couldn't be fixed, but what'll happen is it'll overheat the bearings. The bearings then could fail. If the bearings fail, the system starts locking up. Then heat, it, heat, remember heat, there's heat, a heat. ton of magnets <laughs> in this thing. And all of a sudden now there's metal shards going everywhere. Now the magnets are ruined because it well, sucks it all to got, the Yeah, that much heat in there. Oh yeah. You got you got adhesives in there that right. are that are and then the and then it over that there again, yeah, it would overheat the actual magnet, the, the epoxy and everything fails. I mean it's it to the point that, that it's just not feasibly worth repairing. I mean it's better just to buy a new. So We've gone from the rectifier. We've gone now. Let me back up because I didn't do that. We've talked about the wiring down to the rectifier, mm -hmm. and depending on the the size of the voltage. Uh, voltage. Yep. What do we typically run from number the four. rectifier? Number four, welding cable. So we jump it up big time there because I went to single phase DC. I've taken all the amperage and, and all the voltage it down. <laughs> and I stuffed it into one <laughs> little container. And so I've got to, I've got to, basically I've got to take all those 12 gauge wires and shove them down into, into one is okay. what I have to do. And that's all I'm doing there. And so I really have to jump up my, my wire size there. Again, we use welding cable. It's a super, super fine strand. DC travels very good on, on stranded wire. And it's a, so, and it's super stranded. And it makes it, it's also very flexible. Welding cable is very flexible. There again, flexible is just meaning it, it's easily manipulated, yeah. easy to bend, and doesn't retain, it doesn't retain the shape. So I could, you know, move it somewhere else and it's not going to be like, there again, like clay and stick into right, whatever right, right. I pushed it into. Not like house wire. Right. Right. Not like Romex. So. We've gotten from, got from the rectifier, we're running down number four. Mm-hmm. We've gotten to our controller, whether it's right, and the the difference in a MPPT and a PWM. PWM is is just what is going to just PWM is, is pulse width modulation, and so what it's doing is just constantly throwing and a very very like hundred times a second type deal, pulsing the battery. So it's instead of just being a 
a full charge into the batteries, just like a, a, a full on just press into the batteries, it's pulsing. It's it's kind of like your analog brakes. When you slam on the analog brakes, the car slows down. That's all it's doing is it's throwing. And doing that, it's able to take accept charge a little easier instead of just it running hard at it. What's my what's my application in that versus the MPBT? If I'm going in just in indirect twenty four volt turbine, twenty four volt charge controller, twenty four volt battery bank. Okay, so you don't have to worry about right about the MPBT the the magic in there. Right, right. It's just kind of it's kind of just. So this isn't a this isn't a MPBT is better. It's all of my. All of my animals match in this, so I don't right. have to worry about. Right. Okay. And then PWMs uh, typically, the MPPT is typically is a little better, and the reason why is because it can do four states of charge, and everybody's going to question me on that, but there is four states of charge. First state of charge is bulk. Second state of charge is absorption. Third state of charge is float or trickle. A lot of people would call it trickle, but it's called float. So, and the last state is equalization. And so equalization is running the batteries up to a super high level. Okay. And so it's equally charging across right. them. Don't go too far on that because yeah. that'll be another, that sounds like that's, we need to have yeah. another yeah. battery. We haven't done so, batteries again lately. We'll, so we have to go back and do. So basically what an MPP2 does. An MPP doesn't do that? MPP does that. A PWM doesn't. It just it just constantly pulses. Just constantly the same. pulsing. It's just constantly okay. pulsing. The and same. then and then bulk is just kind of the cheap, isn't it? Bulk bulk is the exact same as PWM as far as as far as all the voltages have to match, except instead of doing having analog brakes, you've got the old vehicle. <laughs> you hit them and slide. Hit them and slide, baby, because that's what you're going to happen. But that's what it's doing. It's just, I mean, it's sending all energy that all energy that's being produced is sending it directly to the battery bank. Well, then when does it quit? It quits. There again, there's a, like on our controllers, it's going to have. We're going to use a a bolt controller. Is it in is conjunction? It got range? Right, in conjunction with some type of a relay, and that relay would then be activated, and and then causing it to dump power. So it's more like a car, right. because a car doesn't really have to care about what that right. state of that battery is. That's it's right. just got to be close enough to yep. to to twelve, right? Right. I mean, that's a valid statement, is it yep. not? Yeah, car battery. Yeah, car batteries. You know, they they like you said, they don't really care. All they all a car battery is worrying about is giving it just enough cranking amps to get it started again. I mean, it doesn't. You know, there again, even if you had a dead cell in a car battery and you got it started, as long as the alternator's working, it's gonna run it off the alternator. Care. Right, it's gonna run off the alternator as long as there's somewhere for that. You know, because everything's hooked up off the battery, not the alternator. So something. You know, in the same way in our system. And that's why, like in batteries, when when a battery goes bad, and you know you have a multi monoblock system, monoblock just meaning single battery, monoblock. Each battery is considered a monoblock. So as you have multiple blocks in the in the deal, and one of them has a bad cell in it, that's why it all goes down. It all goes that. down because it drags okay. it. Down. All right, hold on, hold on. So I'm not going to let you do batteries <laughs> because that. That is one of our most popular podcasts, and we need to just we just need to update that one. Actually, we need to remember that. We'll our next one we can go back and do batteries again. We've come off of the charge controller. We've got to our batteries. We're not going to talk about batteries because that is that's like a twenty seven. Yeah, that's a fun one. I like <laughs> yeah. batteries. I mean, that's just a that's a huge one anyway by itself. 
But let's let's do skip over batteries and come back to that as its own as its own podcast series for that. We know we're gonna we're gonna charge the batteries. Then we're gonna pull off of those batteries with an inverter, right? Right. And what are my I know my inverter options because I, I, I buy the inverters for the store now. Right. <laughs> I know there are more inverters in this store than there are freckles on my <laughs> Yeah, there is. <laughs> You're right. What am I, am I strictly looking at doing a power audit for what I'm doing or what else am I considering there? Other than, I know we can talk about modified versus pure. Right. But outside of that, it's, is it just Strictly consumption. It's strictly consumption. It, it is. There's only three things to consider while choosing an inverter. One, do I want on-grid, off-grid, or, or hybrid, which is an on-grid, off-grid type application. <laughs> That's the name, uh, hybrid. Yeah, it's a hybrid. Yeah, hence the name, hybrid. <laughs> do I want modified sign? Do I want pure sign? And what? how much energy am I needing to pull at any one given time from that inverter? That's the only three options I need to think about. And the only way to do that, the first one's easy. Do I want to be connected to the grid? No. Well, that's very easy. Then you're off grid. If I want to be connected to the grid. And if you're in that state, we've got any number of inverters that would do. Oh yeah. Tons, tons, tons. That's where modified would come into play because any on grid is going to be pure sign. hundred percent. There's, they just don't make it. So, they don't make a modified and an off and an, and an on grid application. Okay. So then the last part of it would be so I've determined that I want to be off grid and I've determined that I want to be able to run electronics. Pure, pure sign. sign. Right. Now I've got to determine how many electronics and how many things do I want to want run and run at any one given time. And then that's where my energy audit comes in. What am I going to run? What's its power needs? What's its, and when I say power needs, not just what it's going to use while it's running, what's it going to take to activate that thing? You know, like a well pump is three times surge, you know, so maybe right there. Tell me what that means. So three times surge. So let's say the well pump is, is a one horsepower pump, one horsepower equivalent to, let's just say basically 750 Watts. So 750 Watts. Well, it's going to surge on startup. It's going to pull for just moments it's going to pull three times what it takes to when it gets up and running so for just a little bit it's going to pull about 2250 watts so if i have a 1500 watt inverter but i have a a unit that needs 2250 watts it's never going to run unless that inverter has a surge unless it has a surge that can match the same time frame you know because you you will find inverters on the market now say oh we're 1500 watt but we're we're two times surge, we're 3,000. But then you look at it and it says, I can surge that for micro a microsecond, basically a tenth of a second. Well, when that pump activates, it may take require a two second surge. <laughs> you're never going to turn on. You know, again, you just, you're not going to turn on. Well, it's, it's going to blow. Will it pop your. It would typically pop your fuse or it just wouldn't activate. I mean, one of the two. Just wouldn't get enough yeah, yeah. electricity to fire. Right. Yeah. Because it's. A fuse takes a little longer than than a, just a tenth of a second to blow on average. You know what I mean to heat up. So not always, but it just depends on the load of it. But that inverter would just say, "I can't pull it. 
I, I, I start, I can't even start to pull that much energy. So it would just automatically shut itself off before it tried to overload the line. So, but that's the only thing that you're going to look on in inverters. Okay. I mean, is now, so we're talking about off grid hybrid mm-hmm. when we're in, when we're in hybrid, do we not have two categories within hybrid, which would be w- one being if the power goes off, you go off versus the power goes off and you stay on. Well, on hybrid, you're not because hybrid is going to be an on-grid, off-grid type inverter, say like a VFXR or Radian from right. Outback, either one. So what they are, they're a battery-based inverter. You must have a battery bank to act, to, to operate these. They, it, 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 but if the power goes off, you stay on with them, right? You stay on because now you're running off the battery base. So if I if I buy one, right, and I say, okay, we do this all the time, by the way, we'll have people say, I want to grid time my wind. At this point in time, I can only grid tie wind through a battery-based inverter at this time only. At this time. Right. So I don't have to have a huge battery bank to run my whole home. I have to have the minimal battery bank to activate the inverter. At that point, once the battery bank is full, it will it will take all excess energy and produce it into the grid. Okay. Now, now the VFXR and the Radian have an automatic transfer switch that would that will if the if the grid goes down and you've seen it here by the way, Wes, the grid goes down, it will automatically trip and keep running whatever is on the circuit that that VFXR is feeding or circuits in our case. It would keep running those circuits and and does that instantaneously. You think that you blinked is what happens. You really don't. The computers won't even shut off, and you're like, "What just happened? Did I just blink, or the time just freeze, or something <laughs> happens?" You know, glitch uh, in the matrix. Yeah, there's just a glitch in the matrix. So, and that's that's all that happens. And what will do? It will run into the point that the batteries get down so low that the inverter says, "Okay, I need to shut down to keep from destroying the batteries." So, but that's not a, that's not an inexpensive. No. It is not. Because the flip side to that is like our, our house back in Georgia, we've got the we've got some grid tied solar panels. All right. Power goes off there. They're out. They're done. Right. We we don't get any. They're grid because of- because they're not there's nothing to back them up. There's no battery to back those up. Now, in one of the products we sell here is what they call the Sunny Boy. It's a, and it's a solar grid tie, right? But it also it's got its own outlet. But it's got an outlet, yeah. a twenty amp outlet that I can use 20 amps so long as the so long as the solar is producing 20 amp i can plug into it it's very similar to what our suntac is doing it's the same type of, of doesn't have a battery it. It doesn't have a battery it's 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 converting dc energy into usable ac energy All right. so one other product that we would talk about though in in this chain of products coming out to the inverter if if you are looking at your house do you still want to have like an LVS? I, if I'm looking on a whole house application, no. Okay. And if the LVS, looking, the LVS is, is the low voltage shutoff, and and right. we see that a lot in in like an RV. RV and and, and what it does is it tells the right. inverter to shut off when the batteries hit a certain point. Right. And we have two models of that. We have the LVS that's the DC version, which is going to go in before the inverter between the battery bank and the inverter. Okay. 
And then okay. one after. And then we have the AC, we call it the battery saver, and it goes in after. So you plug into your outlet that comes out of your of your inverter into the AC outlet, and then and there's a, a little box between there, the magic box again. And then it has another set of, of tri-plug on the end of it. It's got a tri-plug. And so what it does is you just plug, say, a hairdryer, whatever you're wanting to plug into that. And once it the battery, and it has two leads going to the battery bank, and once the battery bank gets down to a certain level, it will then kill only what's plugged into that AC. So if I was using, say, my Pico Golf, for instance, right? My Pico Golf inverter charger, it has a little 20-amp outlet on it, and then it also is hardwired into, say, the entire breaker panel. Well, if I was running, say, my refrigerator, freezer, everything through the hardwire, but there again, somebody said, well, I want to use a hairdryer. Yeah, I want to I want to. Then watch. you're going to plug into that regular outlet on that. You're going to plug in, and then once it gets down to a certain level, and it might not even be what we consider dead batteries, you may only say, you can only use 0.3 of my batteries on your hairdryer, and then you're just going to have to live with that. And then it goes down. But why, So why wouldn't you want to do that in your... It would be great. We just can't build one big enough for the whole home. Okay. That's, it, that's, that's just the whole deal. You couldn't, you couldn't put it on a breaker right. or something like I that. I couldn't. I can't build... At this time, I can't build one big enough. We're constantly looking how we can improve. The reason the LVS was originally built, though, was, was for the RV, RV market. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of RVers out there. And if you have an RV and you don't have one of these... Yeah, you need and to you, And you're using an inverter. <laughs> and I don't care if you bought the inverter from us... I'm telling you, it can really save you a lot of money and, and a and, lot of pain. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of pain when it comes to your batteries. I mean, you know, there again, batteries are typically your number one cost in your system. Okay. Well, we've got to the inverter. And I mean, once we're at the inverter, that's it. We're done. Right. I mean, yeah, we, inverters we've, are, we've are got you from, yeah. from a gusty day to. We don't deal on the AC side of it. That, no. That's up to you. That's, that's your, you and your. That's at you that your, point, that's your consumption. You're, you're consuming the power out of it however you want. So now. I guess what we'll what we probably should do go back in the next one, and that, that's probably a podcast and a half. We'll go back. Let's go back and talk about batteries again. Yeah, yeah. Batteries are a. We can never talk enough about yeah. batteries. For one, there's just so many. Since since we've talked about batteries, you know, we've had that that blue series come out. Oh yeah, we've got we've got changes yeah. there. Yeah, and be a fun podcast on the next one. Okay, stay tuned right. for it. Thanks again. Come back and listen to our next one on hopefully on batteries. Yeah. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question that you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast, email us at radio at mwands.com. You can follow us on our website, mwands.com, or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Check out our store at mwands.com and buy some stuff. Buying stuff allows us to continue to produce our educational broadcasts, like our podcasts and YouTube videos. And most importantly, It keeps Lucy's doggy chicken treats coming. Thanks again.